0: What are we talking about? Right, 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 and wrong. Come on, man! What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Corn pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man! What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Come on, man! What are we talking about? Right, <clears throat> right.
1: Welcome to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. Isn't that right, truth? Not a joke. That is the truth box over there, producing a great program for us as always. I am your host, Brian Ruka, and uh, this is the Right and Wrong Show. So welcome aboard. I'm glad you're here, and uh, we got a great, great show for you lined up today. we got a week off. We're fresh. We're refreshed. We... (laughs) Ready to rock. One too many fresh re-ra-ra's in there, huh? What did Austin Powers say, Juice? One too many babies, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that one. Well, buckle up because we've got a locked and loaded show for you today. We're going to get into a lot of stuff for you. Uh, I'm riding high, having the last day of my career as a City of Boston employee today. Woo! Cannot wait to get out of Massachusetts bringing this family of mine down south to the great south going below the mason dixon line my friends a lot closer to the producer and his wonderful family let's go it's gonna be some good good stuff coming up well on today's show we will be getting into the huge ruling uh, a couple weeks ago by the supreme court about the environmental protection agency and the type of scope and reach that that uh that agency could have. There's a big blow to government bureaucracy right there in the uh, unaccountable, unelectable people that are controlling our lives. We will also be getting into the story in New York City about the bodega worker, or as Dr. Jill Biden would say, the bodega worker.
2: Does.
1: <laughs> uh, how he is sitting in jail now, possibly, um, oh yeah, New York's trying to put him away for life for defending himself uh, against a Thug criminal that tried to attack him in a store, and you know we're gonna have all of our rights and wrongs of the week for you. We're getting some great feedback about that uh, segment. I know Pa B's loving it over there on the Twitter machine. He's a big, big fan. And as always, like you guys love, we'll be hitting our come on man segment of the day at the end of the show. It might have to do with Kama Lama, Lama, Lama Ding, ding Dong. Hey, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might be visiting our Vice President of the United States this week. So should be a, a very, very fun one. Stay tuned for that. And uh, I guess that's all I got for you. Isn't that right, Juice? So what else do we have to say right now except, hey, Rick Flair, you around? Woo! Come and get it because we're in town for a party, Daddy. Woo! Showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! 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 All right, so I wanted to start off today and get into uh, something that's really been bothering me lately, and I, uh, I I really hope it's bothering you guys, too, because it's gotten completely just ridiculous. Um, we've all been done with it for a while now, and it's time that the rest of the world and the rest of the country uh, follows suit, please. What am I talking about? I'm talking about these stupid muzzles everybody keeps wearing around their mouths, the Fauci masks. the the gonna save your life you're a good person virtue signaling no good very bad rotten masks that everybody's still wearing around their mouths and i i say everyone in general i guess because there are plenty of us um sane people out there that are going around not wearing them anymore but i'm at the end of this i'm at my wits end and and i'm past the point of Just thinking to myself, like, you want to go walk around like an idiot wearing one of these things on, looking like a moron, sweating, being uncomfortable? Go for it. You know, I'm past that point because now we're at a point where it's just, it's just wrong. What's the name of the show here, ladies and gentlemen? It's right and wrong, right? And people walking around wearing these things still, it's wrong. It's sending a wrong message. It's keeping people scared. It's keeping this, uh pandemic on people's minds when effectively it is over and it's been over you can get a shot if that's going to make you feel better you're going to have to get 15 more of them and you'll still spread it around if you want after the fact but if that makes you feel better and sleep at night you can go do that but stop walking around with these muzzles on your face and i can't I, i i just i have no patience for it anymore Being in the heart of downtown Boston, taking the train, going into work at City Hall, it's absurd. Seeing it in there is like it's on steroids, ladies and gentlemen. And I would say about maybe 70% of the people you see walking around or with them on are probably under the age of 30, younger than me. It's mind-boggling that they're so warped and brainwashed that they'll walk around like that. It's become a complete virtue signal. And it always has been. But the people that are still ha- hanging on to it now and clutching to it are diehard liberal Democrats. Progressives. They're not even liberals. They're, they're more woke, more left, more extreme than than just traditional standard liberals. And they're just walking around looking like losers. The fight's over. Fauci screwed you. The CDC... Flip flopped so many times that they've completely lost any credibility in any public trust that they might have had at some point is gone. And you young, college educated, woke morons who haven't have zero real world credibility in you, you're not going to bring it back by walking around like that anymore. Rip them off like you'd rip off a band aid. Stop delaying the inevitable. And at one point, I did used to kind of have a little bit of sympathy for, you know, maybe like someone you might know who is, uh, you know, has some sort of illness to them, um, you know, people with diabetes who who I, I have people with diabetes in my family. Uh, we all know people that that have something that, that makes them maybe um, a little bit more susceptible to getting a virus um, or being more risky to them we all know those those people in our lives but you know what i say to that you know what i say now that i used to kind of shy away from saying because i guess we just i I didn't feel as confident expressing that because we didn't quite have enough information i'll say to them now do you really think that mask is actually going to help you because the answer is no if you're going to get it if you're if you're more susceptible to get it This filthy, paper, nasty mask that you carry around in the glove box of your car and you toss it on here and there, that's not going to protect you from getting something. If anything, it's probably going to make you more susceptible because your fingers are all over it, you're wearing it around, you're wearing it, pulling it up and down off your nose, you're shoving it in and out of your pocket. So it's not saving you. Stop clutching to it. And more of us need need to start making them feel like they're strange for doing it you know i mean i'm not advocating pointing and laughing but you know i'm not i'm not trying to stop that from happening either so maybe uh maybe we can start making some t-shirts about it or something you know which one kills me even even more too actually not just the mask i saw a guy walking around again looks like he's in his late 20s with a M-95, you could see the thing hanging out of the back of his head. And then one of those neck gaiters on top of that, up almost to his eyeballs, covering his ears, all the way over his face. He looks like the most socially awkward lunatic that's about to go rob a bank or something. And he's walking around like like just living his life, 90 degree heat up here in the middle of July. You need to get out of your mother's basement. You got to stop playing Dungeons and Dragons. Because uh, you know you're not gonna survive the world walking around like that. kid wants to live live as a bubble boy and and think you're going to be able to be a participating member of society like that? No, we need leaders in the government. We need more of these politicians to stand up and start saying no to it too. We need it to to go away. Like I'm at the point now where I'm not even going to be satisfied with, "Hey, you do you over there." Like, no, we need to start instituting policies that are going to be like, this is a mask-free zone. You can't come in here. You're not going to show up into the public schools wearing masks if you're these lunatic, woke teachers. Even though they were, they finally removed it here in Boston, that the Queen Wu herself took the mandate off uh, three days before summer vacation. I don't want teachers going in there next year wearing their masks and, and making these kids feel like... There's something they need to be afraid of. Like, no, that's it. You're in society. Do what you got going to do. Wash your hands. Take a shower when you get home. You know, sanitize, whatever. But you're going to stop walking around with these stupid muzzles on. Because that's what needs to happen. You know, my, my priest, Father Chris, he's, he's the best. He said something great during the homily this past week. And it, it wasn't, you know, directly uh, about people wearing masks. But it, it was a story... Um, about the good Samaritan this 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 past week stopping and helping someone who who was beat up and wounded on the street. but what father Chris said at, at one point was that someone's always watching like he he was like you don't have to go out and try to save everybody on the street. we help where you can help and be productive where you can be productive but at the end of the day um, you also don't need a round of applause every time you do something nice, but just know that somebody's watching somebody's noticing and and you know. Obviously the ultimate someone upstairs is noticing it all, but how we affect others around us was his point in that in, in people are noticing when you do good things and in in turn it inspires them to maybe do something good for somebody else as well. You know, kind of like a pay it forward mindset. I took that in, in as far as the masks and this stuff that I'm talking about here, you know who's watching? Our kids are watching. They're watching how us lunatic, paranoid, crazy adults in this world are acting. And this is affecting them. And this is going to affect them for the rest of their lives. So people are watching. People are watching what we do, how we do it, and how we respond to things. And it's time for all of us as a society, as a country, as a uh, United States of America to stand up, take the muzzles off. Grow up a little bit and welcome back to the real world because it, it's still here. You know, it's like Vince Vaughn holding on to those uh, rings in uh, old school, still holding, still holding. Well, America is still here. The world is still here. It did not end. Coronavirus came and gone, and, and, and it's gone, you know, figuratively. It's gone as a as a pandemic, you know, shut the world down risk. So let's stop walking around with the muzzles. Stop walking around with the filthy, nasty cloths that everyone's putting around their mouths and re-enter the real world, people.
0: One mask at least, but if you want to really be sure, get a tighter fit with the second mask.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, who's ready for some rights of the week 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 (laughs) i know i am i like the rights baby there's some good positivity we have going on with these things right here there are still some good people out there just like you and me all right without further ado let's get right into it here with our number five right of the week it is a tiktok video posted by brad lee Let's take a listen, see what he had to say.
0: Can't even drink a gallon of
1: water a day, bro. You can't even control yourself to, again, tell yourself, I'm drinking a gallon of water every day for seven days. Because if you can't do anything like that, guys, we got to fix that. quick because you ain't going anywhere in life if you got no discipline. Discipline, I'm telling you guys right now, is the freaking secret ingredient. Discipline is key. That was the test. How many can drink a gallon of water for a week? Because again, it ain't fun. You pee a lot. You forget. You don't want to carry around a water. It's annoying. But guess what? Everyone that did do it, okay, you can now realize, hey, I can control myself. Because folks, if you can't control your emotions and you can't control yourself, you're doomed all right, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Discipline, a little bit of self-discipline. I think our entire society needs that, myself included, okay? I'm not out of the woods either on this one. But I think it's a great example that he used there with the with the gallon of water. Like, we all know that that's good for us. It's something I've tried to do many a times in my life. I've been successful at, at doing it a few times. <laughs> not a full week straight, like he said. I've done it, you know, a few days in a row. And I do it sporadically. I wish I did it more, but he's 100% right. It's a pain in the butt. That lugging around the water thing is a pain in the butt. Getting up every couple minutes to go go pee, it, it's annoying. So I totally understand what he means. And I thought it was a great analogy, so that's why that one stuck out for me. And I think it uh, when we get to our wrongs, it will uh, contrast pretty nicely with the self-discipline or lack thereof from... Uh, the person who shares the same spot on the list uh, in our wrongs as as uh, Mr. Bradley just had here in the rights. So, yeah, I mean, just discipline, it's a great lesson and uh, something we all need to improve on. So, I like that one. All right, our number four right of the week is... The story of an Army vet who had just turned uh, 100 years young about a week ago. And I just thought he said a couple uh, things that that really stuck out to me. So why don't we listen to uh, the news story and see what he had to say.
2: Most important thing in my life was serving my country. I don't think I could take away from that. I went in the Marines in September of 40. They... Shipped me straight out to Guantanamo, which was a Navy base, and uh, put me in a machine gun company. (laughs) It was an honor for me to serve my country. And if I had to do it again and I was the same age, I would do it. I guarantee you, we were scared all the time. I don't care what anybody says. Anyway, the Lord brought me home, and the Lord has just blessed me so. And here I sit at 100. They tell me I'm 100. I don't believe it sometimes because I don't need the word about age.
1: I'm not, not going to. i, I just going to keep on keeping on. Amen to that, sir. Keep on keeping on and thank you for your service. Man, they don't make them like that anymore, do they? Thanking God that God kept him safe. Being proud of the fact that he fought for this country and he'd do it again. How many people can say that nowadays? That's why we are still the greatest country in the world today. But we need more people like that brave, brave soldier to stand up and feel that same way about this country. All right, our number three right of the week is no clip needed for this one, people. Just the fact that Chick-fil-A closes on Sundays. Think about that. I don't think that one has the impact that it should. I really don't. And believe me, I've definitely had a moment in my life where I'm like, oh, let's grab Chick-fil-A and then realize, oh man, it's Sunday. But you know what? I think that's a great thing that that company does for their employees. I think it's it's a great way to go through life. And I think it's extremely noble because of the amount of money that they leave on the table by closing on Sundays. But think about that. That is something more companies should do. I wish more places throughout our country did that. You know, when I was younger here in Massachusetts, you couldn't buy alcohol on Sundays. And, you know, most people, you just have to remember to stock up on a Saturday before a long weekend. Because the holiday, it would be closed as well, Sundays and holidays. But it's really not the worst thing in the world. Think about being an employee knowing like, hey, you know what? We'll at least have Sundays off. That's a nice feeling. It's a nice thing. And and we need more of that in this country. Bring the families back together. Encourage more people to go to church and make it easier on them. Take away, like, the rat race grind of having to go work on a Sunday. Nobody likes doing that. So, amen, Chick-fil-A. Good job. Our number two right of the week is a father in Florida who stood up and spoke out at a school board meeting about this ridiculous pornographic story that was found in the kids' library, public school library. His mic was cut off from him because the language he was using, reading from the text from the story, was too graphic for public television. Well, let's hear what he had to say about it when he was interviewed um, on Fox News after the fact. Listen to this guy.
0: No one will be held accountable for putting pornography in front of this county's children. I went to the June 30th Board of Ed meeting at the Fleming Island School, the high school that covers all of Clay County. The representation for the Board of Ed, as soon as I announced that I was going to read from some books that parents, myself and others found in the public school libraries that are clearly pornographic, He had the mic cut off, which is an admission that such things exist and served my purpose just as well as if I had to read those horrible words. The lawyer did his job. He wasn't polite. He wasn't kind. He did his job. He protected the Board of Ed from liability. That's great. If he worked half as hard to protect our children, I could have stayed home. There's been a lot of denial. The teachers are saying. There's no such thing as porn in our libraries. And at the same time, they're creating a policy to quietly make it go away. Well, either it's there or it's not. By the lawyer stifling me, that's an admission that it is there. But I do not believe that a parent's voice is going to be heard. So when I tell you that I think book X is pornographic and doesn't belong near a child, especially mine, you're going to pull it from the shelves. That's the new policy. They're going to remove it for review. By law, the review has to include a thorough reading of the entire text. Okay, so let's say that there's only two or 300 books that are so vile they need action today. Who's going to read them? It'll be members of the American Librarians Association. I don't trust them. It'll be media specialists. I don't trust them. It'll be Board of Ed meeting. The persons you saw that wanted my mic cut off, I don't trust them. So how do you regain a partnership as the Board of Ed when you've lost the parents' trust, especially the conservative parents' trust? I don't believe they
1: can. Ding, 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 ding. This guy nailed it right there. What do we have for him, Johnny? (laughs) I mean, he says it. We've lost complete trust in all of these agencies. We're going to get into this uh, coming up on on the show, but it's all these three-letter agencies what do you say? The American Librarian Association? The ALA? They're, they're no credibility whatsoever. I don't trust any of these three-letter agencies by the government. And you know who you can thank for that? Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> it's him. It, he's the one who woke us all up when he flip flop, flip flop, snip-snap, snip-snap. When he did that nonsense on us with the masks. With COVID. And COVID re-engaged parents into the classrooms. And now we're noticing this stuff, too. And you know what? The father right there, he's right. I don't trust the uh, school committee to be able to review a story like that and and rule fairly about it, especially as a conservative. So A-plus to that guy. We need more of that going on in our lives. All right, and our number one right of the week is... Singer Macy Gray for going on the Piers Morgan show uh, about a week ago, maybe maybe week and a half by this point, And, you know, saying the perfect, perfectly obvious that women are women and men are men. You don't hear many celebrities doing that these days. So she gets a huge number one right of the week for saying this. If I asked you what a woman is, what would you say?
3: Let's say uh, a human being with uh, boobs. (laughs) You have to start there.
0: Yeah. I mean, the dictionary is quite straightforward. It just says a human adult female, right?
3: I will say this and everybody's going to hate me, but as a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Right. Sorry. If you want me to call you a her, I will, because that's what you want. But that doesn't make you a woman just because I call you a her and just because you got a surgery.
1: Yep. I mean, I think it's pretty much common sense. Isn't that the whole theme of this program that we do here? The right and wrong show? Talking common sense? Waking up the woke by talking common sense of the issues of the day? Right? Yes, that is what we do here. And thankfully, Macy Gray did that too. And uh, we need more celebrities to do that too. Because let's stop twisting ourselves into pretzels trying to appease everybody here. She said, girls have boobs and a vagina. (laughs) Yep. So good job, Macy Gray, on that one. All right. There you have it. Those are the rights of the week. All right. So let's get into this story about um, the EPA versus the state of West Virginia. It was a Supreme Court case that came out, kind of got overshadowed a little bit with obviously the Dobbs case and some of those religious cases that we talked about a couple episodes ago here on the Right and Wrong show. Um, But this one is very, very, very important to our everyday uh, way of life here in the country and exactly who gets to dictate what we can and cannot do. So this one... um, I don't want to say the most important because obviously saving millions and millions and millions of lives with the Dobbs ruling obviously is the most important thing that's happened probably in my lifetime. But as far as how our country runs and, and operates, this one is, it is pretty high up there for an important case. And obviously the EPA is the Environmental Protection Agency.
0: EPA! EPA!
1: Uh, so it is... The left wing's baby—they love the uh, go green movement and the save the environment narrative that they like to like to spin for their voter base. And the frustrating thing on this is, I guess the left likes to do this a lot, but I don't think anybody on the right, myself included, um, you know, is naive to the fact that the climate changes on this planet. Obviously, but my problem. With the way that the left tries to attack it is they come up with these ridiculous plans and ideas that cost us the regular working people in society cost us tons of money by making us uh, go clean energy and, and all this nonsense, not being able to drill um, for oil on, you, you know, in our own country is What's causing this ridiculous uh, gas price increase that we have going on right now? It's not not uh, Putin's war over there against Ukraine, which is what they try to try to spin it as, but it's it's rules and regulations created by an agency like the EPA that puts us in a, in the position that we're in right now. So that's my problem with it, and I personally don't think that any of these measures make enough of a difference where it's worth. Paying seven dollars for a gallon of gas, while the John Kerrys of the world get to fly around on private jets all over the place, while those one percenters which are the elitists in our government and our institutions, the ruling class, if you will, they go around causing all sorts of uh problems that that they don't want us to cause though, quite frankly, I just don't think that we are powerful enough to Affecting to change our planet as greatly and as devastatingly as they try to pitch it as. And I just think we're adaptable. Humans have adapted for their entire lives on this planet. So we'll figure out ways to deal with living differently as things on this earth change. I don't think we need the Green New Deal from Miss uh, Giant Glasses herself AOC. I don't think we need things like that. And you know what? The left loves them because they get to claim that we'll see uh, the net emissions reduced by the year 2068, by the year 2030 and 92, when none of us are even here anymore and none of them are here to be held accountable. Everything is always kicked down the can. You notice that? Come on. It's never like, oh, by two years from now, we're going to be here. It's always... 30 years from now, and then when you get to 30 years from now, it's going to be somebody else in that spot being like, oh, 50 years from now, we need to do this. I'm done with that nonsense, and I hope you are too. I think a lot of us probably are. The good thing that the Supreme Court did in this ruling, though, was they said that an agency, a government bureaucratic agency, like the EPA, cannot dictate policy for the entire country. They can't do a one-size-fits-all sweeping policy that is in effect federally. The Supreme Court said, no, you know what? Congress, you do your job, you create legislation, and get it passed the way you're supposed to do things. Don't just give away your power to to make laws and to come up with solutions to these unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats That just work off the government paychecks, off off of our taxes, just sitting there getting fat off the government payroll. No, we're not going to go for that anymore. That's what the Supreme Court said. They said, you know what? We're done with this. And it goes right in line with exactly what they did to the CDC when they tried to tell landlords that you can't evict tenants because of the CDC's shutdown of our country over the... China virus, it goes along with the ruling that OSHA does not have the authority to force people in the workforce to get vaccinated, and this is just another step in that direction. So it's phenomenal. The Supreme Court has hit, you know, six grand slams in a row. And keep up the good work, please, because it's, it's going to affect us all. And you know what? This gives the responsibility back... Again, to the AOCs of the world, to the squad members, to all these grandstanders that want to just make TikTok videos and go on Instagram and tell everybody how, how they're going to stomp, cry, and complain about things. The Supreme Court said, hey, you're a congresswoman. Go do your job. Rally some votes. Write some legislation that isn't all or nothing like is, like the proposals you try to do. And get some people to work with you. Figure it out. Pass laws. But you're not just going to have a, a three-letter agency create policy for the entire country. And Congress wants to sit there and the president wants to sit there and complain um, that we're crippling an agency like the EPA from being able to do do their job. But we're not. We're, we're actually doing that the, the court is, is upholding they're part of the three headed, you know, monster, I guess, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, setup of our government, you know, executive, legislation, legislative and judicial branches. So you can't just sit there as the president and, and write with a pen, dictate with a pen, uh, creating agencies that are going to go have this broad authority to do whatever you want them to do. Sorry, doesn't work that way. Sorry, Jack, doesn't work like that, pal. Go back and ask Corn Pop how that works. <laughs> but it just is what it is. Congress at one point, they they are allowed to relinquish some power to the to like an agency such as the EPA, but it needs to be super specific and targeted. It can't be just a broad climate change oh you're, you're mandated with fixing the environment and now you get to go out and make 50 different laws that are gonna that are gonna do this that and the other thing to try and rally your base nope doesn't happen that way so supreme court once again did a great job with this one keep up the good work and hopefully i'll see you in a couple years with my case against the public school systems and you know what you know what else that made me think of? Great quote by uh, by Plato: "The price good men pay for indifference to public affairs is to be ruled by evil men." That one really makes you think when you when you hear a case like this, or you see, you know, these agencies that are run like that. They're not good men. They're not run by uh, by by people that have our best interests in mind. They're run by people that want power. They want control. And that's about it. They want to tell you what to do because they got off on power. And the problem is too many of us that like to say, oh, I don't want to talk about politics. Ah, I don't want to get into it. Ah, I don't, I'm, I'm not political. And you know what? Plato nailed it with that. That's the price that the good ones like us pay for just being indifferent to public policy. Cause look what they just did to us. You okay being ruled by the Fauci's of the world? You okay being ruled by Joe Biden, the, the great uniter, cramming his stuff down on us by, by using the three letter agencies to do it? Because I'm not. So it's time we stop being indifferent to it and start paying a little bit more attention and start holding these people accountable. And thank you to the Supreme Court for helping us do it. Oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen in the right and wrong community, it is that time of the show where we get to bring you the wrongs of the week. So let's jump right into it here, Juice, with the number five wrong of the week, and it comes right up here from um, the great New England area. <laughs> I use great in air quotes there for you, but this is Senator Tierra Mack coming from the tiny little thumbprint of Rhode Island. Oh, boats Senator Mac. All right. I realized the audio does not do that justice. So you heard that, right? Now I'm going to play that again for you in a second. Picture this, a woman, a little bit on the um, thick side in certain areas particularly for this video the buttocks area standing on her head upside down on a beach in the sand got that you picturing that yet okay legs high in the sky twerking jig that's that's f- for you older folks in the crowd that's jiggling her buttocks extremely fast gyrating and at the very end of it coming down from the headstand looking into the phone, and says, Vote Senator Mack! Yep. That is a senator in the United States of America. Disgusting. Remember the discipline guy? That was the number five right? Yeah. How about a little bit of self-control, self-discipline, Senator Mack? Because I promise you, nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to watch that video. Now now that you have that image in your head, listen to it one more time, okay? Boat Senator Mac. Ouch. All right. Our number four wrong of the week is the soldier in the United States military who went to TikTok to air her grievances about the Supreme Court Sending the issue of abortion back to the states. So again, uh, I, I might have ranked these with a purpose this week. So remember that soldier, that hundred-year-old veteran, proud to serve this country, honorably, God-fearing man. And now think of our number four, wrong, this week, another soldier with a very different perspective on life.
0: It happened. I woke up from a nap to this, on deployment. I woke up from a nap to this news. America is waking up to this news. I just extended my contract to continue serving this country a week ago. How am I supposed to swear to support and defend the constitution and a country that treats its women like second-class citizens. How am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to do that with pride? How am I supposed to do that with love and honor? How am I supposed to wake up every day and put on a freaking uniform that says United States Army when the United States doesn't even give a rat's
3: ass about me?
1: I'll tell you how you put on that uniform. You put it on and you wear it with pride because it's not about you. It's not about your failings. It's not about your made-up constitutional right to an abortion. It's about much more than that. It's It's about the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that that uniform you wear represents and protects. That's what it's about, and that's how you do it. That's how you honor your country. When you sign up, when you sign that contract, you're giving away your personal rights and opinions to the way the military is run or what it stands for. And this is the problem with the military and their woke messaging lately. You you produce soldiers like this woman who think that it's all about her and her individual rights and choices and, and ideas. But it's not. A military is about conformity. It's about uniting for the greater good. And the difference between this soldier and the soldier from the World War II era, from the, the greatest generation that just turned 100, it's a big, big difference. Our number three rung of the week is... How about this tool from the Biden administration who's on uh, CNN talking about this nonsense? What do you say to those families who say,
0: listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty-five dollars a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable.
1: Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. See, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Every once in a while, they slip and they tell you um, what the plan is the whole time. See, it's all part of the plan. This guy here, he, he's telling you right there, it's part of their liberal world order. See, there is no United States of America in their mind, in these hardcore, progressive, lib, woke, nonsense people. <laughs> See, they want it to be an entire global um, reach that they have. They want to work um, kumbaya spread across the whole land in their perfect world utopia. And high gas prices be damned. Because you know what? They just want it to be their select crew of people that are that are enjoying this liberal world order. The rest of us, we're the nothings down there. We don't need uh we don't need to worry about the gas prices because they probably don't even want us driving around in cars anymore. They they wanna they wanna take everything away from us, keep it for themselves, and stretch out their arms and uh, around the entire globe to reshape the world as we know it. And they're telling you right there. Every once in a while, like I said, they slip. They tell you what the plan is. Wake up. Notice it. Our number two wrong of the week is... How about this lady right here who just can't take the sight of an American flag these days? How does the
2: American flag make you feel now? I asked this question because on July 4th, me and my family were celebrating and shooting off fireworks, and a jeep was coming down the street, so we had to get out of the street. And um, as the jeep went by, it had two American flags flying high. And in the South, that typically means Trumpicans and Trump supporters and all that wonderful shit. But I looked at my neighbor, and I asked her if she got a knot in her stomach when she saw the flag now, and she said yes, she did. And I just attribute that to the insurrection. I attribute that to all the Proud Boy and white supremacist waving the flag high and just the Trump tards. And so I hate I feel this way. I
1: really do. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, I have a strong suspicion that she does not hate that she feels that way. She actually loves it. She wants that to continue. The Trumplican, <laughs> What? I mean, we're talking about the week of the 4th of July and a truck drives by you while you're out in the street shooting fireworks, mind you. Truck drives by you with two American flags on it and you get a pit in your stomach. What are you excited about? What are you celebrating? Weren't you out lighting fireworks in celebration of this country? That's what the American flag stands for. You're projecting this Trumplican nonsense that she wants to say onto the symbol of America, which is that flag. It's a universal flag. Unbelievable. And our number one right of the week goes to (laughs) Macy Gray. Wait, what? Huh? You guys wondering if I messed up here? Didn't she just get the number one right of the week? No, no. You messed up, Brian. Come on, what are you doing here? Nope, I did not mess up, ladies and gentlemen. She did something so good that she earned herself the number one right of the week. And just four short days later, she did something so ridiculous, so appalling that it completely wiped out that good she did and brought her into our number one wrong of the week column. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, without further ado, here she is once again for us, Macy Gray. Well, uh, I
3: never, of course, never meant to hurt anybody with, with, uh, what I said. I'm, a, am actually a huge, uh, I think it takes a lot of courage to be yourself, to, to, to go out in the world and be honest about who you are. And uh so I think anyone who is uh in the LGBT community is a hero and, and sets an example for all of us with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so I said some things uh that that uh didn't go over well, but um my intention was never to, to hurt anybody. I feel bad, uh that I did hurt some people. And, and I think it's, it's, um, you know, it's just about education. It's about conversation and and us getting to a point where we understand each other. And, and, um, and, and that, that only happens with, you know, I've, I've learned a lot through this. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was one of the reasons, uh, it might've happened just it was a, a huge learning experience for me. And, and, uh, and I, I just have a compassion for for, you know. What I, I think you 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 can, like I said in there, you can call yourself what, like you you whoever you believe you are, mm-hmm. and and no one can dictate that for you or take that away from you. You yeah. know.
1: Excuse me. Can you please clarify that? I mean, with with <laughs> with that ability right there, to just ramble and make no sense whatsoever and just not answer a question uh, coming from a black woman, I think the vice president of the United States needs to worry. See, there is somebody else who can do it. And the most important criteria is black woman. So Macy Gray, you could get yourself on the ticket uh, in 2024 right there with, with that type of eloquency. (laughs) Wow. I mean, talk about just that clip was what, one minute and twenty four seconds in she said nothing. She she learned. How wh- what did you learn? She she doesn't want to hurt anybody. She's so sorry. I mean, being a woman's a vibe. Like wh- what No, she's just groveling. That was on a on a um a morning show here in a in the United States, as opposed to the Piers Morgan show from the first clip, but Making our rounds there to to remind everybody here, hey, I'm a, I'm on the, uh, I'm I'm part of the woke mob here. Don't kick me out of the club. I still wanna wanna make money selling you records. Unbelievable. So disingenuous too. She knows she what she said in the first clip is the truth. What she said on that one was because she got slapped on the wrist, and she couldn't take the the mob coming after her for it grow a set already somebody somebody other than conservative pundits please macy gray pathetic and you didn't even make it sound good either you sounded like a like a lost little puppy who got slapped in the nose and and now you're there ready to play your part and and do your thing so throw her a treat i guess All right, and there you have it. Those are our wrongs of the week. I hope you enjoyed them, because I know I did.
2: That ain't no woman. It's a man, man.
1: I'm sure by now we've all heard, uh, or you've all heard, the story of Jose Alba. He's the 61-year-old New York City bodega worker who stabbed the 35-year-old career criminal, Austin Simon, for coming behind his counter and attempting to rough him up and beat him up over a candy bar. So Alba stabbed him in self-defense and killed him. And the video's been going all over the place. I'll try and put a link in the show notes for everybody in case you haven't seen it. But, you know, this guy Alba's a 61-year-old old old man sitting there. and, And Austin is like three or four inches taller than him comes back behind the glass partition starts pushing him around shoving him alba tries to leave tries to get past him and and simon doesn't let him go at one point simon's girlfriend stabbed alba and alba ended the conf- confrontation by stabbing simon and ultimately killing him and now alba is the one who's in jail he's the one who's being charged with murder and threatened to be put away for life For defending himself, defending himself against a career criminal, a criminal who was already out on probation, currently on probation, because of a previous assault that he had. So, Simon is not a good guy. He's a career criminal. He's a bully who's been going around and he thought he could harass this guy, push him around, rough him up, and get what he wanted. But he ran into the wrong person on that day and he paid for it. He paid for it with his life. And his girlfriend, who stabbed Alba, facing no charges at all. I don't know how, but she's sitting at home being the victim of all this. And, of course, Simon's family is going to tell everybody what a great guy he was and this, that, and the other thing. But you know what? I'm with the guy who's just trying to trying to work, trying to work hard, make some money, go through the rat race of life, and had to defend himself against a, against a career criminal thug from roughing him up. Like I want the message out there to the criminals that you know what? You mess with fire you're going to get burned one of these times. I'm okay with that. What's wrong with that? But I'll tell you what what's at play in this situation. Jose Alba um I believe is Hispanic. You know, a name like Jose Alba I would I would think he is. And Austin Simon is black. One of these things one one of these uh races ranks a little bit higher in the in the intersectionality victim mentality of the left these days and that's just on the surface i think it goes deeper and it's more than race the left is against the worker the work hard do your job go home they're in favor of the dependent the people that are dependent on the government they're in favor of the of the people that aren't willing to work they're in favor of the people that need the government to be their provider the left essentially is in the corner of the criminals they always side with the criminal not the criminalized not the one who was attacked they're like jim carrey and liar liar right i mean I, this is exactly what i thought i thought about when hearing this story juice you got that clip that we were talking about it's great here, listen Listen to this. This, this, this sums up the uh, Jose Alba-Austin-Simon situation for you in a nutshell.
3: Mr. Reed, several years ago, a friend of mine had a burglar on her roof. A burglar. He fell through the kitchen skylight, landed on a cutting board, on a butcher's knife cutting his leg. The burglar sued my friend. He sued my friend, and because of guys like you, he won. My friend had to pay the burglar $6,000. Is that justice?
1: No. I'd have got him 10. <laughs> I wish I could laugh at that because like obviously that's a movie this is real life and you know that Austin Simons's family is is definitely gonna cash in on this one he's the burglar he's the bad guy he's the one who was doing something he was not supposed to be doing but somehow in this twisted left woke mindset that we live in, he's going to come out as the victim in this situation. His girlfriend is going to be the victim in this situation. And poor Jose Alba, he might end up spending the rest of his life in jail. Absolutely pathetic. All right, my right and wrong people. It is that time of the show that everybody loves, everybody gets excited for, and everybody has been waiting for. It is our... Come on, man! Segment of the day, and this one comes from America's favorite vice president—the always popular, always pleasant, always wise and wonderful, also black and female vice president of the United States of America, Kamala Harris. And as a little bonus, because you guys are just the best audience in the world, we have two clips from the vice president that we get to play for you today—not just one but two. And let's start things off by getting her opinion and hot take on what we can do to help solve the climate situation. So, Madam Vice President, what do you think it is we could do? That is
3: especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together.
1: (laughs) Okay. I guess we're going to be working together on that. What do you think? You think we can work together? I don't know. Maybe we should start turning this stuff into a drinking game. What do you think, Juice? will be loaded after that 30 seconds of work togethers. It up again! We need to work together to work together <laughs> in order to work together to fight this problem together as we work together to work together to fight and address this climate situation. <laughs> together, we will do it. Because this is so urgent and climaty, that together, with your help, we will work together to work together to end global warming, climate catastrophe, crisis, work together. (laughs) She's like a a fembot from Austin Powers. I know I've been going there a lot today. With, uh, with the Austin Powers references, but it's like, she's like glitching there. She's starting to let, like, nothing else is happening. Ooh, work together, work together, work together. Ooh, her head's going to start spinning and, and just explode. Machine gun jubblies? How did I miss those, baby? <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. We can throw that one into the right and wrong drinking game, too. Every time I say ridiculous or Carmela says work together. Or Carmela cackles and laughs. (laughs) There'll be your cue to take a drink. Oh, we could throw society in there for me, too. That's one of my (laughs) go-tos. All right. Um, Well, if you thought that was it, you are completely wrong. Because not only did the vice president make the rounds a week ago uh, trying to help with the climate crisis, but she recently did an interview where the subject of abortion came up. And let me tell you, man... Wise, wise words of wisdom here from the vice president. So what do you think she had to say about that topic? Juice, you ready for this one? Did Democrats fail past Democratic presidents, congressional leaders to not codify Roe v. Wade over the past five decades?
3: I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Certain issues are just settled.
2: Clearly we're not.
3: No, that's right, and that's why I do believe that we are living,
1: sadly, in um, real unsettled times. That time it was the believe game, because she does believe that if you believe hard enough that when you believe something, you believe it could have been handled, because it's just settled when you believe it is. And if you don't believe her, then you can believe that she will believe that this could have been rightfully handled in the past because certain issues you see are just believed to have been believed out of the public conversation so (laughs) when you think about it if you believe that something is settled then it really should have just been settled (laughs) oh man how can anybody take that person serious? She is a train wreck. The believe game there. She believes she can fly. She believes in believing in things. She believes she is right today. She thinks about it and it goes away. Oh, man. Sorry about that. That's gonna hurt a lot of people's ears out there. Maybe uh, you know, that clip from the Wizard of Oz when when the, the the lion is uh stuck in the woods after after the tin man gets thrown up in the air. Remember that? When he says like he, he doesn't believe in spooks and superstitions. So then he gets tossed up in the air and, and dropped on his head. Then what what's the lion do after that? Stands there grabbing his tail, all nervous. I do believe in spooks. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, (laughs) I do. That's her with the believe. She believes, she believes, she believes, she believes. She does believe, she does believe, she does, she does, she does, she does, she does does believe that abortion is settled. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your vice president of the United States of America. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Wait for it. Wait for it. Ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Uh, go ahead. You can, you can take a drink. It's past five o'clock, right? It's five o'clock somewhere. So, yeah, you can definitely have one. But the vice president of the United States should probably have a little drink of something before she does some of these interviews because she is just completely flabbergasted, nervous, and, uh, out of her element when she sits down to do these interviews.
0: Why, 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 hey, girl, you're getting nervous, man. Calm down. It's okay.
1: Well, Kamala Harris, Vice President of the United States of America, the Kamalama ding dong of the United States, you have earned yourself one big, fat, rotten... Come on, man. And that's our show for today. That'll do it for you. Don't forget, as always, please go to we the patriots wethepatriotsusa.org. And check out the um, lawsuit that we're trying to raise some funds for so that you can get me up there in front of the United States Supreme Court. I'd love to uh, take this case that high because there is a movement happening in this country and they are trying to give the rights back to us. So we need to stand up. We need to step up and we need to take them. But we need money to do it. So please visit we the WeThePatriotsUSA.org. Click on the uh, case that's mine, transgender teaching in the public schools, and throw a couple bucks our way. Five bucks, ten bucks, come on. Pod B, I know you got it. Come on. We got we got people getting promoted to GM. Pull, pull a little something out of the pocket for me, friend. You got this. <laughs> All right. That's my plea for today, and I'm sticking to it. Other than that, Juice, you got anything for the people? I don't think I have anything else except thanks for having me. and wrong show is produced by juice executive producer juice audio mixer is juice hair by skull shavers wardrobe and makeup by ashley Ruka. right and wrong song created by juice the right and wrong show is copyright 2022 from brian Ruka.